Friday's home time underway. This is Richie. It's Absolute Radio. Bush back from his break on Monday. And also, when we return on Monday, as you'll know by now, we return with another radio station to choose from. Absolute Radio Country. Digital radio, through the app, you wake up with Dave, go home with Bush and I, and the latest from Nashville and all the country uh, classic hits in between. Uh, that will be 10 absolute radio stations come Monday on the app. It's, it's, it's like we're collecting them. Are you collecting anything? It won't be radio stations, but it could be as simple as the Euro stickers for this summer, maybe. I picked up another six packs today. Don't tell my wife. Paul says, England football programmes. My wife really loves it. I think he's being ironic. Uh, Steve says, I'm collecting bass guitars. Last count, 23. I hope they're all mounted, Steve. Lucy says, I wouldn't have predicted this one. Gluten-free flowers. I'm up to about 15. I'm thinking about buying a home flour mill so I can create new ones of even better quality. That's next level. Bottle tops for our barrel, says Aileen. She's even attached a picture. Uh, This barrel outside looks like a beautiful place to just drink outside in their garden or something or other, but all the bottle tops over it, these are fantastic. Uh, Mark, tell us what you're collecting. My current partner... Uh, her daughter was clearing out a fish tank, so she gave me, like, one tiny little silver fish. Yeah. Uh, and I had a little fish tank in my shed. And as soon as I put it in the tank, I thought, well, you do a little bit of research and Googling, and you think, well, it needs a, a pump, and it's lonely, so then you buy another fish. And, like, this has kind of become an addiction through lockdown. Right. Uh, so I then bought a 60-litre tank, and then a 180-litre tank, and then a 220-litre <sighs> tank. You're out of control. Now, uh, yeah, really out of control, yeah. Quite, quite scary, really, but I actually have even moved house in March because they were taking over my old house and a house that had, like, a big outside office. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this, this all started at the beginning of the last lockdown, right? So where are we right now? How many tanks have you got? How many fish have you got? Ooh, must be four or 500 fish, 200 baby fry that have been born this week, which I need to accommodate. Oh. Uh, and I'm on eight tanks. Probably wow. Thousand litres of water running on pumps at any one time. I'm Mark, do I need to come and intervene? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My partner's coming on tonight. She's not seen that there's a couple of hundred more uh, t- tiny newcomers to deal with. So, uh, Good luck with yeah, that, Mark. Got to be carried away. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for sharing, fella. Take care. Cheers. Andy in Northampton says beer mats. Uh, I I was seven when I started. <laughs> Okay. Uh, as long as you weren't drinking the beer that was on top of them, Andy. Uh, Mel, tell us about your collection. What is it? Wool. So, as hookers, that is what we're called. I'm not making this up at all. As hookers, <laughs> we have a real obsession with keeping wool. So, we will go to a shop and we'll go, oh, I might be able to make a project for that. So, we'll put it away. And honestly, our houses are full of it. Absolutely full of it. Right. I'm sure. Uh, and we have Facebook pages going on about how we've got an addiction and everything. I'm not really searching. Bad. I'm not searching online for a Facebook page <laughs> of hookers. Don't, don't. It's been a good week. I'm not ending it like this. <laughs> so how much wool have you got in your house? Um, I've got, oh, I couldn't even tell you how many balls, but they take up, um, and again, that's another euphemism, isn't it? It is, yeah. (laughs) Both myself and my producer are rolling our eyes when you said that, and thank you for picking us up on it. (laughs) So under my 
both beds, because I have a spare room and my room, double beds. Are at least six of those big plastic containers in. Mm-hmm. I have a like a, it's like a kind of um, tall boy. So that kind of look of a wardrobe that is full of it. Yeah. I also then I then also have in my I have a little parlor down uh, not parlor pantry downstairs, and that is full of it too. Right. So I couldn't even tell you how much. And in there are. Um, in the balls are like the projects that I meant to do like 15 years ago and we're all the same and we fib as well we're terrible at doing this as well so we'll say we'll sneak things in and not tell our partners they go it appears all the time no we've been making it up it hasn't just suddenly appeared so you're a lying hooker (laughs) (laughs) Mel good to talk I'm going to say goodbye before I get in trouble okay (laughs) thanks Richard Mags what is it for you Dr Martins how many have you got? 24 at the moment, but that's a reduced um, collection. Um, but I'm hoping to build it up again. So, all right. Okay, so 24 down from how many? Um, probably about 30, 32, maybe. Right, right, okay. But you want to build back up. 20, Dr. Martins, they're big old boots. That's That's got to be a big storage space. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, do, I don't have much room for any of the clothes. Um, I've got a couple of pairs of jeans and just lots of boots. Do you collect them to wear or just collect them to look at? No, I wear them. And do you ever wear anything else on your feet? Um, slippers. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't wear my Dr. Martens while I'm watching the telly. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> It's kind of a bit of a generation game kind of thing, I'll explain, that I've got going on this weekend. I am playing in a cricket match tomorrow, if the weather behaves. And that is. Forecast looks awful. I hope it does behave because, for the first time ever, I am playing with my son. Not stood there watching, not playing against him, but actually the two of us on the same side. This is a first. I'll explain. It's my mate's 40th birthday. He's having a birthday cricket match. So me and my teenage son, Charlie, we're on the same side. How's it going to go, though? This is what I'm a little bit worried about. Slash excited. Will I impress him? Will I do him proud? Is it going to be the other way around? Is he going to be the star? While his old man is an utter embarrassment can't call how it's going to go. I'd love to hear if you've ever done anything similar. Maybe you've taken part in something on the same side as one of your kids, or one of your nieces or nephews, or the other way around. It was your parents that you participated in something with. It may have been a sport, might actually have been a business together. Maybe it was a TV show. I'd love to hear about that. I love this tweet from Claire. I joined a ladies cricket team last summer, turned up to training and younger girls were there too. So my daughter, then 12, started coming along with me. We've continued this summer. In three years' time, she'll be eligible to, uh, eligible to play for the same football team I'm in as well. This is great, fantastic. Uh, Jason says, I had a lads versus dads five-a-side game. The competitive dad took hold of me. My son was in goal. I smashed the ball. Went straight into his face. Ended up breaking his nose. See, that is the embarrassing side of it. Even worse than that, to be quite frank, Jason. Uh, Mark, tell us what happened with your family. I used to play semi-professional paintball when I was younger. Yeah. And for my grandson's 14th birthday, 
his dad and mum treated him and ten of his friends to a day out paintball. Right. So Grandad brushed the cob's webs off his paintball gear. And if you've never been shot with a paintball, the first game I went out with a, on a mission to shoot as many of the opposition as I could. <laughs> and after that, we sort of absolutely walked through the day shooting everyone. I split my knee open and they're going, oh, Bailey's granddad, you've cut your knee. Nah, it's just a scratch. <laughs> it's great, Mark, because you probably went there, maybe they're sort of unfairly sort of like writing you off as the granddad and you've had the chance to sort of wade in as this semi, semi-pro yeah. and be absolutely amazing and exceed all their expectations. It, it was like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I was sort of running around the field with 10, 14-year-olds running along behind me doing everything I was doing. Did it make you feel younger or way older, Mark? I'm a young granddad anyway. I was a granddad with him at the age of 39, but I'm still young at heart. I, I, I'm still a big kid, even <laughs> to this day. Aren't we all? But yeah, it was an absolute brilliant day. And all his friends thought I was price out of Call of Duty. Oh, your granddad's really cool. I wish my granddad could do things like that. <laughs> Good on you, Mark. That's brilliant. Thank you. No problem. Andrew says, my brother and his mother-in-law did appear on the Generation game back in the 90s. They found out he'd done a bit of sword dancing, so they were asked to recreate this on the show as a surprise, which they did wearing big nappies and safety pins. Great fun. <laughs> for those watching, maybe not for them, Andrew. Uh, Andy, tell us what you and your uh, you and your daughter have done. We um, trained and run with a team called HLI Flyball in Kent, and uh, we qualified for Crofts to do Flyball, um, and my daughter's in the team with me. Qualified for it, and her dog and my dog are um, my dog's her dad, and so it's a dad and son, son and daughter. That's and, uh, that's yeah, brilliant. We did, we did clubs and won it. So I, you can have to uh, tell us very very quick at what what is flyball? It's a dog sport, four four dog relay race where the dogs run up and down, and get a ball out of a box. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I I don't know why. I imagine the dogs were like I don't know kicking or like catching balls or something rather no, they, they run down and they turn around on the other end it, on, on, if you search for club on the internet you'll see it's just a really quick fast sport and it's you know the dogs are you can run 100 metres in 3.6 seconds and 3.4 seconds somewhere. wow and so you would have been doing this at Crufts with like an actual audience and everything in the arena and yeah, that yeah about 7,000 people in the main arena the video that was went along with it was last time I looked was up to 18 million odd views so Love it. That's brilliant. Flyball champions. We'll take that. Thank you, Andy. Excellent. Friday's Hometime Show, Absolute Radio. This is Richie. Uh, Balen Leonard joins us ahead of Absolute Radio Country on Monday. We're really excited about this. Oh, I'm really excited about this. A little bit more country in your life. That's what we all need, right? I, yeah. I hear you're a bit of a country fan. Is this true? I am a country fan. I'm genuinely a country fan. I'm a big Tim McGraw fan. Ah, okay. All right. Um, and his new song? Are you aware of his new song? I'm aware of his new song. What else? Have I, I, I was listening to your show this morning on, uh, on uh, Country Hits as it is at the moment. 
moment. Yeah, not, uh, not for much longer. Not for yes. much longer, so we won't talk about the old name. <laughs> uh, I was listening to your show this morning and uh, I'm really liking uh, Divided. I've heard that a couple of times yep. now, which is obviously different, but um, I, I genuinely love country music. So were you raised on country? Because like, a lot of people who say, you know, and I, and I love this because there's two different camps. There's people that's like, oh, I don't get country. It's not for me. And then you can reel off some songs for them and then they're like, wow, I really like those actually, but I never think about them as country. Uh, you know, like um, Let Your Love Flow by the Bellamy Brothers, right? Great song. Like, everybody loves that song. A lot of people don't think about that song as being country. Um, but, and then there's the other camp that's like, oh, I love country because my, you know, my nan or, or, or my dad used to play it and yeah. they've got this kind of whole traditional thing. So, But it sounds like you're bang up to date with the country. I wasn't raised on country, but, and I'm probably not helping people here, but I, do you know what? I did actually, when I was very young, I did go and do a little bit of line dancing. Oh, come on now. <laughs> so do you still remember this? Um... I do. It, see, this was around the time when Billy Ray Cyrus had Achy Breaky Heart Out. Please tell me you had a mullet at the same time. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, 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 wish, I wish to say I had, but I didn't. See, it's funny with lime dancing because it, it divides people. This is the thing about country, right, is that there's so many different camps in there and all under this big umbrella that we call country, right? So I kind of think about it like rock music. Yeah. It, you know, there's so many different types of rock. You might not like a type of rock, but that doesn't mean you don't like rock music. And country is exactly the same. You might like it a little bit rockier, you might like it a little bit more traditional, or you might like it poppy. All of that's still country. And line dancing really divides people. People either love it or they absolutely hate it. But the funny thing about this is that if you're at a country event and some line dancing breaks out, as long as you've had a refreshing beverage or two, you're going to find yourself trying to give it a go. Because that's the thing about line dancing is you look at it and you're like, I get that. I had some I great. Do that. I had some great nights. It was around about the time when I just passed my driving test. Um, <laughs> it was all happening for you. <laughs> it was all going on. This is the best year of your life. Anyway, that was uh, that was that was then. Uh, things are different now. <laughs> but it's interesting. You talk about like um, you know uh, the the the. the, the artists that have been influenced by country uh, for people ahead of monday uh, what kind of, I mean, would we, would you say there is uh, there are bands that we play here on absolute radio as it is at the moment that you would say were were influenced and, and had sort of like a country vibe to them and some of their music oh yeah absolutely so uh I'm assuming you play Fleetwood Mac, right? Indeed, I've, I've yeah. heard you play Fleetwood Mac, so I know that you do. Uh, and Fleetwood Mac is one of those bands that, they're not exactly country, but the influence is absolutely there. And of course, we now have this genre called Americana, which is this big, it, it encompasses loads of different things like country, and it's kind of a cousin of country. They, they go hand in hand to a varying degree. And, and Fleetwood Mac absolutely uh, classify as Americana music. I mean, the Eagles... Yeah. They're straight up country. That doesn't mean that every single song that they've done necessarily, you know, you would call country music. But a lot of people that you talk to who who are country artists today, they will cite the Eagles as some of the first country that they got into. And then, you know, when you get into some of the country artists that are also influenced, you know, if you take it the other way, there are country artists that are absolutely influenced by rock or by, yeah. you know, if you look at the Cadillac 3 they're basically a rock band. They just happen to be from Nashville, you know, and, and, and do country music. Uh, Brothers Osborne, they fit very comfortably in, into a uh, rock and audiences love them. You know, they've done rock festivals here mm. in the UK as well as country festivals. Um, so I think this, it really just boils down to, is it good? And I love finding this music that 
maybe on first glance you wouldn't go, oh, that's country music. But when you dig down into it a little bit deeper, you see how it can kind of fit comfortably in there. And then I love celebrating straight down the middle yeah. country as well because there's just so many. And that's the great thing about what we're going to be able to do is showcase so many different types of country music. And there are artists today that are brand spanking new that, you know, weren't even alive when when the Eagles were, you know, in the middle of their pomp, uh, who are now doing this sound that if you didn't know that they were a brand new artist, you would think that they were from the 80s yeah. or the 70s. And, and 90s is also, you know, having a big moment at the moment. 90s country was when it was at its absolute peak. You yeah. had Shania and kind of all of that sort of stuff. And so it's great to see some of these young artists taking this what I guess is quite a traditional genre if you want to kind of go back to the roots of it. But they're very much aware of those roots, but they're doing their own thing. And whether that's they're doing their own pop thing with it or they're doing their own kind of traditional country sound with it or, you know, there's a lot of fiddle and a lot of banjo or whether there's, you know four chords and a loop it's still country music so uh, for our home time audience um, on Monday when they get yet another radio station they can uh, <laughs> choose the playlist to listen to the stuff that Bush and I are doing in between um, what would you if you could pick out three artists uh, from Absolute Radio Country uh, for people to look out for that might surprise them come Monday who would you pick? Uh, oh, there's so many directions you could go there. Oh, let's start with Luke Combs. He's one of the biggest country music stars mm-hmm. in the world today. As a matter of fact, he just got uh, his second uh, silver certified silver album in the UK, and he's the first ever male country star to do that ever. Wow. So he is a huge deal, uh, and he's massive all over the world, and everything he puts out turns to gold, or I guess silver, mm-hmm. if you're in the UK. So he's somebody that that absolutely you are going to hear a lot from and uh, fits very comfortably into Absolute Radio as well right. and kind of what we do there. Uh, let's talk about Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves, her country album... I think it was two years ago. I get a little bit confused because of all the lockdowns and on again, off again that we've Who had. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, but I think it was two years ago that her country album, um, it won the all-genre album of the year at the Grammys. And, and that's pretty rare for a country album to do that. And it's one of those albums that really stretches across country. It stretches into kind of, do you, you know this phrase, cosmic country? You know, mm-hmm. it's like a little bit dreamy, and you can, uh, but it's also a little bit trippy, and there's loads of different influences in there. So Casey Musgraves uh, is definitely one to look out for. And then before I tell you the third, like what type of country do you like? Do you like it a little more, more rocky? Do you like it a little bit more kind of uh, The There's a song I love. You're going to know it. I can't remember the artist now. Duct Tape and WD-40. Duct Tape and WD-40? Yeah, this is a genuine song. I do know this song called WD-40. It, it's, it's two guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two guys? Yeah. Oh, no, I feel like... You know, this is why if I ever go on Question Time... Uh, not question time. If I ever go on uh, Mastermind, yeah. I'm never going to pick country as my uh, it's got special blood, They've got Bloodline in their title. Muscadine Bloodline. That's it, yeah. Thank you. And can you confirm, please, that I did not look that up on my you phone? You did not look that up. <laughs> this has not been edited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, Muscadine Bloodline. I mean, they fit in there for sure. So uh, to me... What I'm hearing from that, just picking that one thing, is like you like it a little bit rougher. You like your country a little bit rougher, yeah. a little bit rockier, a little bit. All right, so Luke Combs is gonna uh, is gonna tick that box for you. Um, I've already mentioned Cadillac Three. They're absolutely at the end of that the rock spectrum, 
end of country music. But uh, let's go for Eric Church. Okay. Eric Church. Yes. The Chief. Springsteen. Exactly. I know that. His bi- one of his biggest songs, the one that kind of broke him out, is entitled Springsteen. Yeah. And he is... Uh, He's just one of the coolest guys. You know, he's one of those artists that he wears sunglasses even indoors. And that's how you know they're <laughs> I cool. I could never carry that off. <laughs> but why you have them on now, then? <laughs> Balaam, really looking forward to Monday. And, uh, and you guys joining the Absolute Radio family. It's going to be great fun. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Oh, I can't wait for you to be there. Thank you. I was telling you earlier on this evening about how uh, this weekend, tomorrow, uh, for me, playing in a cricket match, but my son's on the same side as me. Never done this before. Family member on the same team. So I'm really looking forward to this. Ask you to get in touch about what happened to you uh, when you were on the same side as a family member. Joe in London says, played on the same side as my dad in a cricket match whilst I was batting. He came out and umpired. It gave me caught behind. I was nowhere near hitting it. I didn't talk to him for the rest of of the night until he bought me some apology pints <laughs> that is the way to say sorry love it joe thank you for sharing uh hank tell us what uh what you did with your son um, well what i did was uh, i've been making models all my life and um he took an interest in it and we went we're part of a model club we went to aria pendon or the museum at hendon and uh the first time we went we were uh in front of the queen's old helicopter and the second time we we're underneath a lancaster it goes on every year and the first time he went, he'd made a Spitfire. So um, he displayed it on uh, the stand that we're on. And some of the older boys up there, go, oh, little boy, got to get him interested in the hobby. And uh, he came away with an arm full of models as well. Oh, brilliant. Models, so it was, it was absolutely brilliant. That's fantastic. That's really, really cool. So were these models that you'd built together or were you both kind of like displaying rival models? Oh, no, not rivals. No, no. Because uh, he was only six. Um, I did a lot of the cutting off. And um, I cut the bits off the sprue. He put them together. So uh, I helped him with the glue, but he painted the whole thing, which was really, really good. Ah, oh, fantastic. And came away with a load of swag as well. Awesome. He did indeed. He did indeed, yes. It was absolutely brilliant. We've been to a few other model shows. Uh, he got a few medals when we went to Milton Keynes one year, um, entering um, under, under 12s, I think it was. Um, he, he got a bronze medal for an aircraft once as well. So, yeah, he's still doing it now. Good lad. Great to talk to you. 